0: It's our second Sunday. We are online uh, fully without any uh, physical service taking place. And obviously, it's a different experience for so many of us. Uh, Certainly, we know that life is not quite normal. In fact, it feels somewhat apocalyptic, especially if you were to look at the media reports and the news. And um, uh, before we even begin, let's uh, start with a word of prayer. And let's uh, go to God. A gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that we can gather. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. As I was saying, you know, as we live in this time, it seems apocalyptic. In fact, one of my former professors, uh, Ephraim Radner, wrote an article and he labeled this time in the time of the virus, which sounds uh, rather ominous as you stop and you think about it. But, you know, it's almost as if we are rehearsing or remembering a lot of those uh, movies in popular culture which talk about uh, infections that go wild. And uh, certainly, we see the zombie movies, uh, I Am Legend and and uh, World War Z and, um, you know, Contagion. And the last was, I think, um, outbreak or outbreak then contagion. I can't remember the order anyway. You know, it's not uh, unlike in some ways what we're seeing now today. You know, these are pictures of uh, New York City, which is normally a bustling city. The streets are empty because people are um, um, isolating themselves, hiding away, hopefully preventing further spread of the uh, virus. We see hospitals being overwhelmed. And this is a picture of um, refrigeration trucks uh, being stand, uh, stand by as by um, uh, extra morgues for the deaths which they are anticipating. But you know, in Singapore, we're not quite insulated. As grateful as we are for the steps that have been taken, uh, we see life is not really the same. Um, there are lines outside malls now. If you don't know, they've sort of um, cut down on the number of people allowed in the mall. And so lines form for people to get in. And if you reach capacity, you don't allow more people coming in. You see uh, increased social or safe distance measures. And I don't know about you, I remember getting a, a text message and someone used this abbreviation I'm WFH. I thought, wow, this guy cursing at me. <laughs> Until I ask, and I find out this is a new speak, right? Working from home. And even uh, us in the office at, at church, we find ourselves there. Lately, we've seen also uh, incidences of community spread. Singapore Center, uh, a kindergarten, and the like. And in some ways, I think Ezekiel's prophecy, the passage we are looking at in Ezekiel chapter 37, speaks to such times. Not that Ezekiel was facing pestilence and plague, but uh, it was a time in which things were not normal. Life was not the way it used to be for the people of God, for Israel. And so there was, you know, a great concern. And this passage we are looking at is quite a familiar passage for many Christians, where it's a picture of dry bones and in verse 3 of Ezekiel 37, God said to Ezekiel, and he asked him, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel's reply was, O Lord God, you know. Only you know. And really, what he was expressing was a sense of hopelessness. You know, the picture of dry bones is a a, a picture which, what was happening in the nation of Israel. They had gone into exile because invaders had come and conquered the land and had taken the best and the brightest out of the land. Ezekiel himself was now living in Babylon. And, you know, there was this heart's cry, God, why have you abandoned your people? And of course, we know based on all the word of the prophets is because they had abandoned their God. They had walked away from the covenant God had made with them and brought, in a sense, this judgment upon themselves. And we come to this picture then of this valley of dry bones. And uh, really what we are seeing are bones that are dry and bleached out. In other words, this was not a recent uh, um, um, death. These people, these bones represent, had died quite some time ago. It takes a while for the flesh and the skin and everything else to rot off the bones, to leave bones dry and bleached. And it's a bit macabre when you think about it, but, you know, if you were in that situation, and you were crying out to God, God, raise these bones, I don't know about you, I would see that as really a hopeless cause. I mean, maybe if a person's dead three or four days like Lazarus was, or the widow's son, you know, We've seen accounts of people being raised from the dead. But I have never, ever, not in biblical sense, ever heard of uh, people who've been long dead, so long that everything has rotted away and all that's left is our bones, for God to raise such dead people. And so I believe that's the picture uh, we are uh, seeing here and now in what. Ezekiel is portraying. In some ways, I think the relevance to what we face is uh, stark. You know, while this infection is difficult and we are going through tough times, what may be up ahead for us post-COVID, post-coronavirus pandemic may be even worse. Entire countries have shut down. The question is, will the economies recover? And we don't know. You know, the Dow Jones has fallen, uh, and it's no one knows where the bottom lies, for example. And, you know, are we headed into another Great Depression, is the question being asked. I was reminded, you know, in the midst of this, of this passage of Scripture in Hebrews 12, where actually the writer of Hebrews is quoting Haggai, who was also speaking to the uh, people of Israel in, in exile. He said this, At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. And life is not normal, and it tells us, you know, we have been going along at a steady pace in a particular direction, as if this is all there is to life. But a time like this forces us to stop, to think, to take stock, and to consider again what does our life consist of? What is it in life that cannot be shaken? Have we been placing our hope and our trust in things that are shakable? And that's the situation we actually find ourselves in. That's certainly uh, where many of us, uh, in this season of Lent especially, are looking towards, you know, Scripture, and I hope you are, you know, studying the Word of God to find the source of hope. Well, our source of hope really is in that answer, can these bones live? Because in verse 11 of uh, chapter 37 of Ezekiel, Ezekiel points out, And records this. Then he, God, said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. What are your bones? By God's grace, I don't believe any in our congregation yet have come down with this infection. The threat is there, but I think many of us are actually going through real times of testing anyway. You may not be asking this question can these bones live? But your version may be can my marriage be saved? Or can my child be healed? Or can my finances get better? And you know best the questions that are in your heart. Can these bones live? And you and I know that you want to make the bones live. It's not a matter of trying harder. It's not a matter of working harder. It's a matter of turning to the one person who puts sinew and flesh and skin on those bones and breathes life into it again. And that's precisely what we see in this picture in Ezekiel 37. In verse 9, God says to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. That our God not only raises the dead, but He puts flesh and sinew and skin on bones and revives them again. And He ends with this in the prophecy. He says this, Therefore prophesy, in verses 12 and 13, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you, From your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. Friends, in this season of Lent, we are headed to a very definite trajectory, and we know it ends in Holy Week where we remember that Jesus died on the cross for us. But it didn't end there, did it? The story tells us that there was a time in which three days after Christ died on the cross, there was an empty tomb. At that empty tomb was the promise which God gave to Ezekiel, that he... Would open the graves and that he would cause the dead to rise again. And this is the God to whom we cling. This is the God to whom we look. This is the God who we have gathered to worship. I leave you with this verse from our reading in the New Testament, Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Paul promises that if the spirit of him Who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Will also give life to your mortal bodies. Through his spirit. Who dwells in you. Yes your marriage can be saved. Yes your child can be healed. Yes the Lord can deliver you. From the troubles you find yourself in. Because this is a God who is able to raise the dead. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, which is such a comfort to us. It points us, Lord, to yourself, to a great prayer-answering God, a God who works miracles beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine. And Lord, as the God who causes dry bones to live again, we come to you in our time of need and ask you, Lord, to deliver us, to raise us from the dead, as it were, whatever our situation may be, and to breathe your Holy Spirit into us, to allow us to live that abundant life you've called us to. Ask and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand as we sing a response song that Yen Lin...